Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. And my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. We bring you this podcast almost every week. We're a company that helps churches and ministries and organizations use technology. And that involves uh, streaming video, mobile apps, all sorts of stuff, uh, stuff we haven't even thought of yet. We we uh, we are help you do it. And so and we also talk about volunteers and how to help how to help. Uh, your church, you know, be better at what you do and reach more people. And and we all have a lot of ministry experience, and that's why we we're not always talking about tech, but uh, we many times do because of our company. But we talk about other things as well. So speaking of ministry volunteer experience, uh, what's the name of our guest today, Steve? We have again Paul Allen Clifford. We do have Paul. Paul, how are you today? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you guys? All right, good. We've had Paul. Paul Allen Clifford on here before uh, several times. Paul is a, a tech guy who helps churches and ministries. Uh, he writes a lot of uh, articles for publications like Church Production and and uh, Technologies for Worship. And uh, gosh, uh, speaking of experience, you've been doing this for a long time. How long have you been involved in, in, in helping churches with tech? Well, I um, took my first technology and ministry class in January of 2000, and almost immediately I was helping the church that I was going to, to do that same stuff. And probably um, fall of 2000 is when I came to my current church, uh, December actually, and I've been there ever since. So I'm the longest serving video team member at my church. Wow. And uh, that's almost 20 years. And and you... uh... I mean, you're really good at things like ProPresenter and streaming video and, and those kind of things. And you've written a book, which is due to come out pretty soon. What's the name of the book? Well, uh, it's actually out. The problem is oh. that the the publisher sold, and so the links aren't exactly right quite okay. yet. I keep bugging them, and they okay. say, oh, we're still working on it. So maybe okay. a well, redesign or something on their website. I don't know. But that is uh, Live Streaming Church. Live streaming church. That's the name of the book. Okay, mm-hmm. good deal. All right, so um, we're glad to have you on as a guest. We've had you on before. It's always a pleasure, and you're a great resource, not just for us, but for uh, obviously churches and people involved in tech. So, uh, Steve, what are we going to uh, quiz Paul about today? <laughs> so, we are, I've been recently, I guess within the past few months, I think I hit you up on this topic of NDI. So it's um, something we should, I should have known about a long time ago, but I've just come to the forefront of NDI. I'm not sure how many churches are using NDI. There may be uh, a smattering of churches that are using NDI, but I thought it was a topic that um, all churches should be aware of. So NDI so is, is our... Yeah. What is it? What is NDI? You're talking NDI here. What is it though? I don't know. Paul was going to give us the answer to that. What does NDI stand for? <laughs> so you've heard of SDI. Serial Digital Interface, which is the broadcast quality way of sending uh, HD video over a very small cable, just a coax cable. 
NDI is New Tech, who is the company behind the TriCaster, etc. They created a networked version of that, which is NDI, short for Network Digital Interface. So it's got a lot of the positives of SDI, but instead of running a special coax with BNC ends on it, you can send it over your existing network. So that has a couple of really great advantages for if you've already got your network set up at your church and you don't have the cable there for video, you can perhaps uh, stick something there and get high quality video with very low latency basically anywhere on your network. So, I mean, the, the cable or the, the transmission type is always a concern for churches. You know, most of the, the new cameras, you know, consumer grade cameras are all going to have HDMI out. And so they, oh, I'll just run this HDMI. I'll mount the camera on the wall over here and I'll run this, you know, 400 feet of <laughs> HDMI cable over to my encoder. And you plug it in and you're like, oh my, well, first I can't buy a 400 foot HDMI cable. <laughs> so I splice a bunch together and then I learned that wow, you can't run HDMI that long. SDI has a much longer limit, right? Do you know what that is off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say one of the problems that I have is I can't remember numbers, so this might be wrong. But I want to say it was 1,500 feet. Wow, wow, that much? I didn't know that. Wow. So I could be wrong. It could be, you know, 500 yeah. HDMI up, is more like 15 feet, right, or so? Yeah, so uh, when HDMI came out, HDMI.org said that they supported long cable runs of up to 10 meters. And if <laughs> okay. you do the conversion into our American system, 10 meters is about 33 feet. So that is really not long enough to run from the tech booth in the back of the room to your projector kind of hanging from the ceiling in the center of the room unless you run it directly and it looks like a clothesline hanging over people. Uh So if you wanted to run it up a wall and across the ceiling, not long enough. So that's the problem we run into. 100 meters is what uh, Google tells us for SDI Uh cable, which is 328 feet, I think. Okay, so... Just, just, you were close. Yeah, I was totally wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I told you. I mean, it's numbers. it's still a long cable, but but right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so Phil can jump right in. He's he's got Google handy here. So right. we're talking network interfaces. You All can right. run a, a Cat five, Cat six network cable. What? Um, I can't remember. I would say. It's more like 500 feet or so, more, or maybe 1,000 feet. Uh, they, well, according to this, it's about, the Cat5 is about the same, 328 oh, feet. Oh, as SDI, huh? Uh, yeah. But keep in mind that... It's Cat6, too. It's probably not the case that you're running a single Cat5 home run to every place in... You're, right. You might have a router partway in there, a switch partway in there that kind of rebalances everything. You might have fiber if you've got a larger uh, campus. So it's possible that you have a good, strong network connection, whether it's wireless or wired, over a very large building 
where you wouldn't already have cable for SDI, for example. So, so let me just jump in here. So why should anybody even be interested in NDI? Well, there's uh, a couple of key advantages. First off, you know, live streaming is one of my things, um, something that you guys do. I see a lot of churches, once they graduate from the smartphone held in the back of the room kind of live streaming to actually wanting a real camera, they'll, whether they listen to me or not, they usually go with a camcorder or a webcam plugged into a computer running OBS or Wirecast or vMix or, you know, one of these software encoders. A lot of times they have switching capabilities as well. So they have the one source, the camera, but what about sermon notes? What about songs? You know, sometimes they'll say, oh, no problem. We'll just shoot a wider kind of awkward shot that includes <laughs> the screen. And that's not a good solution. I've seen that. <laughs> so so uh, the best way to do this is include it in. And then you see churches that say, oh, but that's more money. We don't want to spend any more money. And I get that. Well, NDI can solve that. A lot of these software encoders have NDI support already. Uh, New Tech has made it available free for all these companies to use, so they're starting to support it. Even OBS, which is free, it's an open source product, uses it. And so you can come out of your worship computer with NDI using a couple of different methods and send that into your encoding computer, and you have it already. So you might actually already have everything that you need to add in a separate source on some of this encoding software and you're good to go. All right. So, so not only are you able to pull in a camera, you can also pull in, like you were just saying here, another source into your video stream that's, you know, outside of that encoding computer or um, outside of that device. So, so it, it kind of opens up the field here for for the creatives to get more creative, right? So right. now you got some some additional options for for inputs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let me give you um, just a couple of situations. Uh, ProPresenter is one of the more widely used pieces of worship software, and the SDI module which is uh, an additional thing, also includes NDI now. So if you had the SDI module or the Alpha Keyer module, which is a superset that includes the SDI module, then you could check a checkbox and send NDI over the network to wherever you need it, like your encoding computer or even potentially uh, a computer on the other side of the building or a decoder box on the other side of the building. So that's a pretty neat little feature. So one of the other um, devices that we have partnered with had the advantage of uh, being able to connect a bunch of computers or a bunch of cameras remotely 
over a wireless situation. So, and what I would think one of the concerns is people want to put, if you're going, if you're moving from a single camera to multiple cameras, then you have to, and even with a single camera, you got to consider kind of cabling and how am I going to get this signal from here to here? Or if I've got an encoder and I want to have a bunch of different shots before, you know, I joked around about the HDMI thing, you know, I guess I know my, I think my church had bought some converters where they would they'd come HDMI out of the camera and then go to some other interface that had a longer throw and then back from that interface back to HDMI to plug it into capture cards on the encoding computer, that sort of thing. So this, I mean, there's a lot of work and a lot of components to get, you know, cameras that have different shots because I'll have, you know, I want a camera from this side of the sanctuary and I want a camera from this side of the sanctuary just to mix it up. So NDI, I would assume, is is a, a real viable alternative here. So now that I, I just... You, tip, you got Wi-Fi everywhere in your building, which may be another thing we you know talk about is is this do do we recommend doing this over Wi-Fi or is this a, or is this a a hardwired only thing? What are your thoughts there? Well, I would say you know on the hierarchy of the best practices, doing it wired is always better than wireless. Because you might test it out during the week and it's flawless. But as soon as all the kids come in and despite knowing they shouldn't spend time on their phones in service, they do. Next thing you know, you're having sketchy performance. And so that might be a problem. Now, uh, a dedicated wireless network just for this, you might get better results unless you're in a particularly well-saturated area where you've got, I mean, churches meet all over the place nowadays. So it could be that you've got 25 wireless networks around you that make that not an option. So in that case, wired would be the better way to go. But it could be that you're in a large enough space that you're not really getting other Wi-Fi signals and you can have a dedicated Wi-Fi network for production and you'd be fine. So so let's say I'm a church and I've got a couple of cameras and um, what's, you know, what do I need, need to do to move to an NDI setup? Yeah, so what you would want is unless it's a camera that's specifically made with NDI built in, which I think uh, NewTek, who pioneered all this, has some of those, but I haven't actually played with them, so I don't know how good they are. Um, chances are you're going to need to have an NDI encoder. And NewTek, again, makes them. That's N-E-W-T-E-K.com. And they've got all sorts of stuff there supporting NDI. But you could also uh, look, there's another company called Bird Dog, strangely enough, and their website is bird-dog.tv. And they have some hardware encoders as well. Um, and so you could just, instead of plugging that into an HDMI to SDI converter and then an SDI cable, you could plug it HDMI 
into one of these encoders, either the bird dog or the new tech and send that over the network. Uh, so, so that, that could give so, you a nice advantage. So, so let, let me jump in here. I'm sorry, Steve. I'll just interrupt you as I usually do. What, uh, <laughs> so I, I need to back up the tape. So I have OBS. Let's say I have OBS. All right. And I've got a couple cameras. So do I need, I mean, OBS has NB, NDI compatibility, right? We just mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Right? So do I need some kind of hardware though, right? To to make this NDI thing work? I mean, it how do I practice on? It depends on your video source. Okay. So if your video source is a camera, you probably do need hardware. Okay. If your video source is a computer, let's say you're running MediaShout or ProPresenter, okay. maybe not. So NewTek has, and you know, even if you're running PowerPoint as your worship software, which is limited, I know it's the standard for business, but trust me, once you go worship software, you won't go back to uh, a PowerPoint. Yes. Um, there is a piece of software that NewTek provides that is called, counterintuitively, the NDI scan converter, and that's part of their suite of NDI tools called NDI tools, all free. And so basically you run that on the computer and it captures what's on the screen and then turns that into NDI. So still in this situation, let's say you had a hardwired camera running into OBS and you wanted to run whatever you're using for lyrics or sermon notes into OBS, you could use uh, NDI tools and download that whole package from NewTek, it's free, and then turn on NDI Scan Converter, which is one of the pieces of software in there, and it'll just capture the output that you're sending to the projector already and okay. convert that into NDI so okay. that OBS can receive it, and then you can go back and forth between the two. That helps me a lot. Go ahead, Steve. So, I mean, on. back on the on the hardware deal. Um, so, we're you know we're we're plugging HDMI out of the camera onto the HDMI port on this this hardware encoder thing, and the other end of it's getting plugged into a network. I assume it requires a power supply. Do you know, Paul? I think so. Um, okay. Let me double check because. I guess uh, there is such a thing as uh, power over Ethernet, PoE. That's right, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I looked this up before. Yes, there are. it does support the PoE, I believe. So you don't need power, I think. I, I think I, I looked at this a long time ago. But yeah, I forgot about the, the whole power over Ethernet. And this, this box we're talking about runs around 500 bucks up. Box right, so right. both either from NewTek or from Bird Dog, it's they're similarly priced, right? Yep, yep. And the Bird Dog I'm looking at right now, and the uh, the Mini, which is the $500 one, does have uh, PoE compatibility. So you could plug it in with the wall wart. You know, if you've got power for your camera right there, right? Yeah, get a three-way splitter and plug that in or let's say that you know you're right on the edge of the amount of power that that circuit will take or 
you just don't want the extra cable or whatever, then you could do PoE and uh, do it that way. Yeah, that may be uh, PoE may be another topic for another podcast here, but it's it's a way to get power to Ethernet based devices, right? That uh, mm-hmm. they can get the power over the Ethernet. So, right. so that um, back on this NDI box, um, I had another question about it. I can't. Oh. Um, Cameras. You were mentioning cameras, and that you said New Tech had some some cameras, or I guess that they're they don't manufacture cameras, do they? Well, let me take a look because I brought this up earlier, and I wasn't even thinking about it until I uh, looked this up for uh, this show, and I thought that I saw a uh, list of things that they supported and cameras were on the list. Oh, okay. So, and I would assume, I mean, how do we know how long NDI has been around? It's been a couple of years, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not brand new. It's not the case that this came out last week. This has been around, uh, I want to say around five years. Oh, okay. Um, It didn't immediately get a lot of uptake, but, as people were running into situations where, man, I wish I didn't have to have a cable here, but I got a network jack right here. Um, it got more and more adoption, and there really wasn't a good competitor to it. Uh, so, and since the TriCaster, which is a new tech product, already supported it, mm-hmm. there was a built-in base of people that when they ran into this situation and they talked to someone who said, Oh, you mean I already have everything I need? I just need to configure it slightly differently. Yes. (laughs) So is, is this standard getting more common with cameras? Um, Are we, is it something that's getting more popular as I buy a camera? What's the chances of me having NDI capability for it? Well, I don't want to, I haven't done a lot of research on the camera aspect. I would expect, though, that you'll see it more and more, especially like prosumer models. Mm-hmm. So it might not be on your Canon Vixia, right? Right. If you're buying a $200 camera from Amazon, you might not get it. But it wouldn't surprise me to see it kind of in the mid-range models that maybe people that do stuff for corporate events would be looking into. Um, So some of those, I think that's where I would start to look at it. I would think that a broadcast kind of camera, which, you know, in and of itself might cost $50,000, that's probably not going to go there because they have dedicated cabling that they know they can trust 100% of the time because, you know, if you're recording an episode of Big Bang Theory before that went out, you don't want a network glitch to screw up a very important take, you know, so. Yeah. I know a lot of these PTZ optics are coming out now. They're, they're, they're uh, NDI compatible. Yeah, that makes that's sense. a good point. Uh, PTZ optics. I've heard a lot yeah. of buzz about in the yeah. search tech groups online yeah. for that reason. And because, 
you know, churches like the smaller footprint of a PTZ. Right. So let's talk quality. Is there a quality concern if I go NDI? Or is it as robust as the, you know, the existing technologies? Or am I having to sacrifice some quality? Do you know, have any ideas on that? So quality-wise, um, in what I've seen, it looks very comparable. Now, you know, as Turk as tech people, sometimes we see things that other people don't see. Like, you know, I'll walk into a room and someone has their brand new 65-inch television and they're watching SD when there's an HD version of that <laughs> channel and they're absolutely clueless, right? We all know these people. Right. So we can see stuff, but it does send full HD, 1080p, um, that's not a problem. So I could be that in certain circumstances you'll see, you know, like the blacks, you might see some stuff. I'd have to AB compare it to know for sure. Um, I would expect a little bit of latency, perhaps not as much as most people would notice, because uh, like a third of a second, people start to think, those their lips don't quite match. Right. So. I wouldn't expect that much, but if you've already got stuff that's introducing some latency, when you build on top of each other, you could get to the point where it looked fine before, and I know NDI isn't adding that much latency, but now it looks horrible. It's because you were almost to horrible, you just weren't there yet. <laughs> you had a little so, bit more, and it's just straw that broke the camera. So, so another question, kind of, I guess, related quality-wise. Two minutes. Let's say I bought a um, my router is five years old and my network hadn't been updated in a while. Is this thing going to work across my network, or do I have to? Are there things I need to do to upgrade my network so that this is going to work? Or yeah, well, it probably depends on the speed of your network. If you've got a uh, ten megabit network. I don't think I'd go there. Yeah. But if uh, you've got gigabit gigabit Ethernet everywhere, you're probably fine. So it depends on what you mean about having been upgraded right. for so, five years. You know, yeah. if five years ago you bought the cheapest stuff you could, you got problems. If right. five years ago you you bought great stuff thinking of the future, you're probably fine. So gigabit Ethernet is kind of the standard now, right? And there is, has been for a while. So, right. but and then 100 meg is the was the standard before that. Is that right? 100 meg. So yeah, I could see 10 megabit. You're really gonna have trouble. But all right, yeah. so you don't have to concern yourself too much with your network. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, guys, we're out of time here, but I think this whole discussion on NDI is it's very fascinating. I think people who are involved in church work, especially people involved behind the scenes, as most people are that listen to this podcast, I, I think it cer certainly should spark some interest. Uh, network device interface. That's what it's digital. Digital. Network digital interface. So um, if you guys want to get a hold of Paul, uh, he's our resident expert and he's got a website called trinitydigitalmedia.com. Did I get that right? You did. trinitydigitalmedia.com. That's probably the best way to get him. You can, you can you can always Google his name 
Paul Allen, Clifford A-L-A-N is, is how he spells Allen. You show up usually very quickly when people mm -hmm. Google your name. So, uh, so this is good. This is good stuff. So if you want to get a hold of Paul, who obviously knows a little more about this than we do, uh, he would be the guy to talk to. And, of course, if we can help you with anything or if you just want to contact us to get a hold of Paul, uh, we certainly will pass on that information to him. And the best place to get a hold of us is support at streamingchurch.tv. That's support at streamingchurch.tv. All right, good. So we're out of time, guys. All right. Thank Paul, you. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Paul. And uh, thank you, Steve. I'm Phil Thompson. And catch us again on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>